family and fellow soldiers, I'm the professor and this is the moment of truth. When the white media has some nothing burger that they're desperately trying to turn into a thing and get some momentum behind it, they'll do a steady drip drip of stories about it, mostly repeating stuff that we've already heard. Though one of the tactics they like to use is to say, and the fallout continues over fill in the blank. Well, when it comes to the Dana White white beating scandal, we don't have to exaggerate or try to make up trivial details to seem like breaking news. All we have to do is report what the white media won't, which in this case is anything. Now, just as a hypothetical, what if I were to tell you that Dana White's own mother says that he abuses women and that she's furious about that? What if I were to tell you that Dana White's own mother says he's not a good person? Well, you don't have to imagine. Yeah, I don't want to take anything away from him for what he's done for MMA and the UFC. I mean, Dana has a high school education and that's it. And I think it's pretty amazing the things he's been able to do with MMA and the UFC. But he's not um, a good person. He seems to have lost his character somewhere along the way. He mistreats people. Um, it's terrible the way he speaks to women and treat, treats women. That really bothers me because I don't believe I've ever brought him up to behave like that. I have a hard time with Dana's marriage, I guess you could call it, um, because I am a believer. If you're married, you're married, and that's it. And if you don't want to be and you want to be out with other people, then leave the person you're with. Don't make a joke of your marriage. Um, but his marriage is a joke. Um, well, he... It's, everyone knows that he he puts Tiger Woods to shame. You know, he has uh, plenty of the ring card girls sleep with him. Um, there's two of them I know for sure. Um, and I don't remember the, I, I don't know if I ever knew her name. Um, she was the first ring card girl and she used to do the Zions commercials for them too. But um, he was, he, I know he was sleeping with her. It used to annoy me. The former ring card girl, Rochelle, he uh, took her out, uh, did a lot of things for her, helped her get into Playboy. She was trying to build a career and she wanted to go well beyond um, being a ring card girl for the UFC. Uh, so Dana was with her at a number of functions and with friends and, and it was pretty obvious that they had a relationship for a while. Uh, he slept with a sister-in-law in my house, which made me absolutely <laughs> Furious. I mean, he goes after any girl he wants and usually gets them. So his wife is, they're constantly fighting. Um, the honeymoon, she gave him the worst black eye I've ever seen. He nearly lost his eye. So I don't know if that's his way of handling it, but he's gone overboard with handling it. I wrote this book because I don't like the person Dana's become. Um, and the thing that pushed it over the edge for me was when his grandmother got sick and died this summer and he hadn't spoke to her in two years and he called her up and told her, Graham, I'm going to send my plane to get you. I'm going to bring you back to Vegas to live with us. You're going to have the best medical care money can buy. And then she never heard from him again. So, and that was typical Dana. So I really didn't even think twice about it but the final straw was when i saw one of her neighbors 
and her neighbor asked me what I was doing there. And I said, my mom's sick and you know, I'm down here taking care of her. And she said, oh, we thought she was gone. I said, come where? She said, well, she told us her grandson was coming to get her. She told everybody in the neighborhood that she wouldn't be here because he was coming to get her to take care of her now. So that just sort of pushed the final button for me. And, you know, I was hoping the book, a lot of the stuff might bring him back or make him think about who he's become and what he does to people and the way he behaves. But I don't think it's really had that um, effect on him. I would love to see him change. I really would. I would like to see him become a better person. He has everything. There, you know, I just keep saying that there's no reason to be that mean and cruel to people all the time. To be hurtful, I don't understand it. I need to step back and think about it. If he needs a psychologist or a shrink or something, we need to see all of that. The person he's become from the person he used to be. Now I ask, what kind of a low-down, no-account piece of trash does a man have to be for his own mother to say that he's not a good person? He's not um, a good person. He seems to have lost his character somewhere along the way. He mistreats people. Um, it's terrible the way he speaks to women and treats women. She's dishing all the dirt on this boy. She did this years ago, saying that he slept with the ring girls, even put names out there. They even slept with his own sister-in-law. And this ain't Professor Truth saying this. It's Dana White's own mother saying it. Now, keep in mind, Dana White has not sued her for slander. He hasn't sued her for defamation. She wrote a book about it, and he didn't even sue her for libel either. So what does that tell you? Now, this video's been out there a while, since at least 2011, as has June White's book. Ari Emanuel bought UFC from the Fertitta brothers in 2016. That was five years after June White dropped these bombshells. So he knew about all this. Dana White himself disparaged his mother for having put all of this dirty laundry out there for the world to see. So why did Ari Emanuel buy a company from a scumbag like this? Why didn't Ari Emanuel dump Dana White and say, hey, I may want the company, but I don't want you. And while it would be expected that ring girls, you know, females whose only marketable skill is to run around in skimpy bikinis holding up a sign that they probably can't even read, maybe you can believe that those kind of individuals are not credible. But would you discredit Dana White's own mother? Would you say that she's the one who can't be believed? Now, if you're a shareholder at Endeavor, or if you're a sponsor or advertiser with Endeavor or the UFC, if you're a client at Endeavor like LeBron James, then the only questions you ought to be asking is, what did Ari Emanuel know, and when did he know it? This is some of Dana's dirty laundry that's coming back to haunt him. He uses women, abuses them, and we know it's true because his own mother said it. And this is the creep who the white media has been writing glowing pieces about for several years now. Put him on the covers, making this guy out to be the greatest genius since Einstein. Oh, he's just the greatest thing in sports, don't you know? Certainly in combat sports. And they've also been telling the public that, well, you're not really outraged about his behavior. Nobody really cares about it. So not only is Dana White's vile behavior against women not new, the white media has known about it long before this latest incident came to light. 
but you don't see them putting us up. Now, do you? Nobody in the white media is tracking down any of the ring girls and asking them to do interviews and talk about what happened during their tenure at the UFC. Nobody's tracking down the ring girls who June White was talking about and asking them what happened when Dana White allegedly propositioned them for sex. But then again, they didn't ask back in 2011 either when this interview was first recorded. And they're not asking now. And of course, you don't see walking garbage like Gloria Allred slithering out of her hole and getting in front of the cameras and setting up some narrative and saying, I'm going to represent these poor downtrodden women who were oppressed and just abused by this muscle-bound oaf, Dana White. No, they're not doing that. They're not trying to make a spectacle out of this one. And it's not some accident. This is the white media showing everyone that there's a racial policy in place. Call it color-coded news coverage. If your skin is the right color, you can beat your wife, sleep with your employees or your in-laws, disrespect your mother and grandmother, and they'll not only overlook it, the white media will continue to give you big praise, huge headlines, nothing but glowing articles, and say absolutely nothing but good things about you. And they'll make sure that no accusation, no matter how damning or well-supported, will ever be allowed to tank your reputation. It doesn't matter if you're Jerry Lee Lewis, Roman Polanski, Rob Lowe, David Bowie, or Dana White. You can be caught in the act, caught on video in public, and neither your reputation nor your career will take a hit. The white media will simply refuse to report on it. And even if they are forced to by social media, they'll simply refuse to say anything afterwards. A one and done and that's it. They'll just report on it long enough to do a story saying, well, nothing to see here. Nothing's going to come out of it. You just need to accept it. Now, that ESPN reporter briefly went off code and talked about some stuff that was going on behind closed doors. And this reveals that there is an open policy of racial bias and blatant censorship when it comes to who the white media covers and who they ignore. A policy of racial censorship when it comes to what they say about you, too. Because if you're black, they'll make up stories about you demonize you, attack innocent men who have never harmed a woman, and then they'll keep repeating their own lies afterwards. Attacking and smearing men who they know to be innocent. Nate Parker was falsely accused of rape, and the white media is still slandering and libeling him and acting as if he was convicted when he was actually acquitted by an all-white jury in the South. The white media admits that, but then they turn right around and claim that, well, he should apologize. He should be sorry. They talk about him using the exact same accusatory and confrontational stance as if he had been found guilty because that's what they want the public to think. This is conditioning the societal mind. It's not about news with the white media. Their mission isn't news. Their mission is to control the public mind. And they do that by reinforcing societal narratives beneficial to white power. And the main one that they want to keep propped up is that black is synonymous with criminal, morally deficient, etc. Oh, sure. If there's some person over here who's non-black, especially if they're from the dominant society, and this person has been accused of a crime, proven to have done that crime, well, we need to find a couple of black people, especially black men we got some rumors about. Sure, there's no proof. Sure, there's no evidence. There's nothing to prop it up. But we're going to report on it as if it's already open and closed. And that's what they do. Meanwhile, you have Dana White, who was caught on video beating his wife in public, and even his own mother says he mistreats women and that he's not a good person, and the white media is pretending like they don't remember June White's interview or her book. Ignoring the truth and promoting whatever lies are beneficial to white power, that's the white media's job.
This is why people like Ari Emanuel put so much money into their front organization, Time's Up. Remember, Endeavor, along with the other talent agencies, was one of the big backers of Time's Up. It was their puppet. That way, they would have their own official anti-female abuse organization whose entire purpose would be to get the media's attention off of white media executives and moguls who use their position to exploit and victimize women and onto the nearest black man. So that's why at first we heard about people like Harvey Weinstein, Matt Lauer, Louis C.K., Bill O'Reilly, Charlie Rose, Les Moonves, etc. And instead, we got the distraction with lies about Michael Jackson or gross exaggerations like the R. Kelly fiasco. The entire purpose of Time's Up was to change the headline, get it off of the people who have the power, who actually run these media organizations, the individuals who actually control who gets to have a job. And if they got you on the payroll, like say if you're a ring girl at UFC, well, you just might have to put in some time after work with the boss. Taking dictation, you could say. And there's a lot at stake for these white media moguls if they aren't able to change the headline. Keep in mind, Ari Emanuel is a media mogul himself. So when he sees people examining media moguls for wrongdoing, that's not going to make him comfortable. That's the kind of thing that he doesn't want to be habit for me. These white media executives didn't just want to get the attention off themselves. They specifically wanted to put it onto black men. They were on a mission to do this. That was the point they had to reach. They were determined that the face of sexual misconduct had to be a black one. Yet here they are right back where they started. And they don't even have a Bill Cosby or an R. Kelly or a Nate Parker to use as a distraction this time. So the white media is trying to ignore this. They're trying to wish it away. This time, not only does Dana White have to go down, but Ari Emanuel would most likely have to face the music as well. You've got those politicians in the California Women's Caucus who named Ari Emanuel by name and saying that his silence was disturbing. The face of sexual misconduct would be the same one that it was five plus years ago if they don't get out in front of this or if they don't decide, well, for now on, there's going to be radio silence on this. They can't allow this to proceed. And that's why we have this across the board effort to bury this story. The video of Dana White's mother is damning. Do Dana White's denials have the ring of truth or do his mother's claims? Looking at how Dana White acts, what we already know about the man, does it really make any sense to doubt his mother at all? Much of what June White said is already public. All she did was to confirm that Dana White's done these things to his family members as well. It's all completely consistent. So as I said, not that you have to be Nostradamus to know it. When you see Dana White beating his wife in Mexico, and he's doing it publicly, it's only common sense to ask if he's that comfortable doing something like that in public, then is this really the first time that he's done something like this? Well, one thing's for sure. We can't take Dana White's word for it, though the white media seems very eager to. His own mother said he's not a good person. This is who he is. And this is who the white media is praising and defending. Dana White's own mother says he's not a good person, accuses this guy of sleeping with anything that moves, of disrespecting the female members of his own family, and the white media buries it. This is the policy of media containment going on here, and it's across the board. All of these white media outlets, from TV to print to what have you, and not even one of them is talking to every woman that he's ever been in contact with. None of those ring girls are being interviewed. They're not trying to figure out whether or not 
there's more to this behavior. The head of a billion dollar fight organization caught on video slapping his own wife around. And you got his mother saying, oh, by the way, do you know that he sleeps with the ring girls too? His own mother says that and they dismiss it. But understand something. This isn't about protecting Dana White. It's about protecting white privilege. They don't have any black scapegoats they can distract attention onto this time. They need a black man who they can point to and say, see, as bad as you think Dana White is, and look at that black guy over there, he's even worse. You should look at them instead. Oh, no, no lifelines this time. They need this scandal to go away. They need people like you and me to stop talking about it. They've already told the lie that the public doesn't care about this. Now they need the public to swallow that lie, to become demoralized and say to themselves, well, White media outlets say that nobody cares, and that means they're not going to cover it, so ain't nothing we can do. The white media are experts at trying to make people who disagree with their narratives feel like they're all alone, as if they're isolated. And if you disagree with their narrative, well, that's because you're a kook, or you're out of touch, or there's just something wrong with you. But the longer people continue to talk about it, the more the white media understands they can't control the narrative on this one. Sooner or later, Dana White has to resurface and go ahead and do some press conference. And when he does, the chances only increase that someone there just might have enough nerve to confront him openly. And how will Dana White react if that should occur? Well, if his past behavior is any indication, not well. And how will the man who actually owns the UFC, Ari Emanuel, react when people start peppering him with questions soon as he shows his ugly face again? I think for the time being, though, Ari Emanuel is going to be sticking to issuing press releases. No interviews, no questions, please. For the white media, they're realizing ignoring this story didn't work, trying to minimize it didn't work. Now they're just blatantly saying, well, we're not going to cover it. But it's not going away. And it won't be allowed to be forgotten. We won't let it. We're going to keep telling everyone the truth about Dana White. After all, I'm sure his mother would be proud. Good day and be one. I'd like to take a moment to mention some of our contributors. Deep Eye 904, Delvian Burton, Sabrina, Lokthis, and Jerlene Harris. Salute to them and thank you to everyone for listening, liking, and sharing this message. Black empowerment only exists because of you.